0: Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothies, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better.
3: Fuck your bitch in the click you claim. the junior mafia, some mock ass bitches we keep on coming while we running for your juice steady gunning keep on busting at the booths. you know the rules little Caesar. go ask your homie how i'll leave you cut your young ass up leave you in pieces now be deceased little kids, don't fuck around with real g's quick to snatch your ugly ass off the streets so fuck peace i'll let the niggas know it's all for life don't let the west side ride the night <laughs> bad boy murdered on wax and killed fuck with me and get your cats pill
2: Gonna hit him up this week. It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Welcome to your Monday episode. That, of course, was Miley Cyrus matched up with uh Mr. Tupac Shakur. Rest in peace. That that's a song called Hit em Up, and I remember hearing that for the first time in college, and I had never heard something that aggressive in my life. It is pretty much uh, it, you know, it is a uh it is directed at uh, Puffy and Biggie back in the day before, unfortunately, they both perished, which is which is so tragic. But I remember going, holy crap, like, and do you remember what like, I remember being a kid and Tupac was around and I thought, like, Tupac seemed like he was in his 40s or 50s. Like, he just seemed so, like, I know this sounds crazy, but, like. Older and put together and I, I was just like he would trash people but he would do it with this weird panache. I, I don't know. And welcome to the week folks and uh, it has been a it has been a week. Uh, actually, I'm just getting back from San Diego. I went up there to see our friend Kate Kennedy. Uh, I don't know if you are aware of her podcast. She's been on this podcast before, but she has a podcast called be there in five. And she has been doing a a live tour of the podcast, and it's this thing, Track 5, where she kind of does this PowerPoint presentation about uh, Taylor Swift songs, but it's it's so much more than that. She's a very, very brilliant person, and then afterwards, it's like a Taylor Swift dance party. And she nearly sold out the House of Blues in San Diego, and she invited me, and I had to go. Uh, and I'm really happy I did go. Uh, I think I was one of the only guys there, which is I'm I'm used to that. It's all good. I I but it was so cool. I I admire her so much and what she's done and the community she's built. She she's just the coolest. She's gonna come back on I think in the new year, and we'll uh, we'll talk reality with her. But I just I, I was telling my friend I went with. Her, I was just like, man, I want to. I, <laughs> I was like. I just I, I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. Like she's so smart. I'm so I got I was like, I got to learn how to do PowerPoints or something. And, you know, that's what I'm going to do over my holiday break is try to get smart or something. How are you guys doing? Are you good? Are you? I, okay, good. I. It has been a wild week. It's been one of those weeks where it felt like there was like three years in one week. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like, and it's Sunday, daylight savings time, which I guess we gained a, an hour, but did did we win anything? No, because tomorrow it is going to, it it did it today, but I was inside. It's going to get dark so early. It's that sad time of year. Some people revel in it, and sometimes I like it, and, you know, I guess it'll get sunnier earlier in the morning, but who cares about early in the morning? I want that extra hour at the end of the day, you know? Like, it's going to get dark all early and blah, you know? Ugh. Uh, We are living in the golden age of TV, folks. Sunday night uh, definitely, definitely is an example of that. Tonight, we had the first part of the four-part Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. We finally had an hour and a half episode where Jen Shaw gets arrested. We also have Succession, which I think is one of the best shows on uh, TV right now. Uh, we have Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I also enjoy, and of course the new uh, reboot of Dexter with Michael C. Hall uh, is back on. And I, I'm like trying to get this done with so I can go back to watching TV. I watched Potomac Reunion, and here's the deal: not a lot happened this season on Potomac, but I will tell. Sorry, that's my coffee cup, but I will tell you, it get like those ladies just are so entertaining. Even Candace, which is like, Candace is one of the meanest SOBs around, but then she'll cry at a drop of a hat. But it's really entertaining to watch. It's really, I gotta move this coffee cup, my God. Uh, it is so entertaining to watch, and all those ladies just know how to work work off each other so well. It is so entertaining to watch, so it's like, I was like, "Uh, four parts, but I kind of like... I think I'm going to kind of dig it because it's not going to be nearly as intense as Beverly Hills. Like, it'll be intense in terms of, you know, p- these ladies completely destroying each other. But it won't be like, you know, <laughs> I didn't do it. I am not responsible for Tom Giovanni. <clears throat> and like, I'm your good friend. It's me, Lisa Rinna. I'm a good friend to Erica Jane. I go off on that today, by the way, with Sophie. Um, But I'm kind of just, it's kind of nice – to just deal with a four part reunion that like potentially has no, uh, you know, legal, <laughs> there's no law cases behind it. You know, uh, Salt Lake, on the other hand, we finally got the, uh, the gripping scene that we saw at the beginning of the season with Jen Shaw um, having Whitney turn off her mic pack. And she, you and guys like, so Sharif coach Shaw calls her and she's like, uh-huh. Okay. And on the spot, she makes up, um, Coach Shaw has internal bleeding. I gotta go. Like, this girl is used to lying. She's pulling out big guns, like, internal bleeding. Like, she came out, she came up with that at the top of her head. Like, usually if you're, like, a bad liar, you'd be like, I gotta go, uh, uh, I, something, um, dogs gotta go out. Dogs has gotta, you know, and it, it makes no sense and all this. She used internal bleeding. He went to the doctor for tests. Um, they found internal bleeding, so I'm just gonna go check, like, like, and everybody's like, "I'm praying for." Like that's what happens when you do a show in Utah, based kind of around religion. Everybody's like, "We're gonna pray for you." Yes, but it was so cool. It's so chilling when you know that. And then all of a sudden, you guys, the home, um, uh, the the the, the uh, New York cops showed up, the Homeland Security people showed up, and it ended right then and there. So I guess next week I watched Watch What Happens Live afterwards, uh, and. All next week takes place in eight hours. It takes place on the ride to uh, where they were headed. What was it, like Vale or something? I don't know. Um, am I just making up stuff? But yeah, it all takes place in one day, which is so exciting. And Andy said, and by the way, Andy would never lie to us. He says it is one of the top five episodes next week of all franchises of all time. And Andy has never <laughs> lied to us at all. And in no way did he say last season of OC was a great season, you know? Um But, uh, so I, I, it is really cool. It's really, it's, it's one of those things though. It's kind of feeling like, damn, I got so much work to do. Gotta take notes on the old Salt Lake, take notes on Potomac, try to record a Patreon for a two hour Salt Lake. Like the, I love that this is called work now. It is so cool. Cause I'll tell you what, that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you guys, that reunion episode, the re, the, the fourth part of the reunion that I did on Friday, I put out was two and a half hours long. It almost killed me. And I had an actual court reporter that transcribed the whole show for me because I was working on that commercial. And she is amazing. She was amazing. Saved my life. But it's still it. Fu- I'm so happy to not have to recap those ladies for a while. It took something out of my soul by the end. It was I am think <laughs> I'm, I'm scarred. Like I am, I I think I have PTSD from this season of Beverly Hills. I think you guys might too. We need a long break and I'm seeing all over the map. They're filming, they're deep in filming right now. They're going to release in springtime. And it's like not enough time. Like go away for a while. I beg of you, go away. Just go away, please. Leave us with our Salt Lake and our Potomac and our OC, and, and you know, just fig- fix New York, figure it out. Oh, and Winterhouse, you guys. Winterhouse is getting better ratings than Vanderbilt Pump rules right now. And when I talk about this with Sophie today, it's just so, just so stupid, but good. And it has like drama behind it, but the drama is so stupid. Like Kyle lost Amanda in their own house, and that was dramatic. He thought he literally, he thought she disappeared, like disappeared into thin air. He was that drunk. Like the drama in winter house is, is Austin going to hook up with Lindsay or is Austin going to hook up with Sierra? And that's the drama. And I can't get enough of it. I can't get, I like, it's like what I put on to fall asleep to. It's like, I would like to sleep to something comfortable and it's always winter house. Now, I don't know what it is. That show is magic. It is so dumb. It is so, so dumb. <laughs> um okay guys uh i do got a couple things can we talk about a couple things before we get to sophie and by the way this is how much of a pro i am is that i left that podcast um tape that podcast in san diego and the car was in the parking garage and i recorded the podcast from a parking garage that i tethered my phone to my laptop and I recorded it all in and I could, the camera, I had to lean down so Sophie could see me. You'll hear all of this, but I was, and and I will say, and I should have said this earlier before the Tupac song, cause there was so much cursing in the Tupac song that this is, this is an NSFW. This is a not safe for work. And this is also not safe for kids. If kids are listening, what up kids? You guys are cool as hell. I'll tell you that much. You are listening to an adult podcast right now. Share it with your friends. If you get caught by your parents. I do not blame me at all. I'm not taking the rap for that. That's your fault. But for those kids that are still here, you guys are cool as hell. I'll tell you that much. Can I bum a cigarette? No, Um, but I'm going to, I like, towards the end of the podcast with Sophie today, I curse a lot. Like I was getting angry. And it turns out when you are of limited intelligence, you will go for the curse words first when you're angry. And for some reason, I was just so I was talking about barstool sports. And then I was talking about Aaron Rod. It was just all over the map. So um, I don't want to apologize necessarily. But I just want to warn you, if you don't like cursing, if you like cursing, I mean, this is I mean, You're going to have a field day. You're going to have a fucking field day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do want to talk a couple things about you uh, to you before we get started, Um, is that I promised you guys last week, I don't know, and a couple people have DM'd about this, is that I said my nephew, my nephew was on the first, uh, like the second or third episode of this entire thing two years ago. Uh, and his parents wouldn't let his real name be advertised on the pod. So we let him pick the name he wanted to be known for. And it was Watermelon. And uh, so his Watermelon is my nephew. But he's also a rapper. I I played one of his songs a couple months ago, maybe time means nothing anymore. Um, But now he has a new rap track out. And I think It's kind of like the Tupac thing, less aggressive, no cursing, but also, but a lot of spunk, a lot of spunk. His rap name is Glendering, G-L-E-N-D-E-R-I-N-G. And the song is called Chorus Time Now, which is just like, I think that's kind of dope, like chorus time now. I don't even know what it really means. I think like it means like now's the time for the chorus. I could be going literal with that. Um but could I play? it's only like a minute and 37 seconds. It's on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. I'm going to play it for you guys. And then like I don't know, like maybe I don't know how it works. Go to Spotify or Apple Pod or Apple Music and like it. I don't know if there's likes on Apple Music or write a review for it. I don't know. But I it would be kind of funny because I don't think I'm allowed to play this. Like, I know his parents don't want me to play this, my sister. um, But I'm going to play it because I'm, I'm a rebel. I'm the bad boy of podcasting, you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll drive on E until, you know, right before the car would run out of gas. That's who I am. Sometimes, like I said, I'll, I'll pay my credit card bill right like an hour before midnight when it's due. Like, that is... I'm the guy your mom warned you about. I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. uh, A little place called Scottsdale, Arizona. (laughs) Anyways, anyways, here is the world premiere of my nephew, Glendering, or Watermelon, a.k.a. Watermelon. This is the new track, Chorus Time Now, from Glendering. From the bad boy, he's kind of like a bad boy himself, like his uncle. But here he is, Glendering, the song is Chorus Time Now. Here
1: we go. Hey, yeah. Bustin' my fit. Came out of the mud, came out of the pit. This kid who claims he's a crip, bout dip. Don't keep talking like that, you finna trip. Hey, got a massive stick. Don't plan on shooting it, though. When I'm in my gear, you know my flow. Hey, boy, do you really wanna go? Yeah, in my flow, yo. It's all right, though. Got a massive stick. Stick, stick up in here with my glick. Course time now, hey. Time to raise your brow. Always be shooting in here, not allowed. Where I'm from, there's no snow, no need for a plow. So tidal on my bro, snitch, you better bow. Wow, bet you won't do it right now. Yeah, snow plow, not allowed, raising your brow, course time now, course time now. Girl didn't come through. hey just trying to see you through my point of view. She wasn't even a girl, I was that into. Knew from the start, boy, your homework is due. As for racks, yeah, I got a few. Check yourself, boy, yeah, get a review. The sky is blue. The song, yeah, I'm gonna pursue. As for you, stupid, I'm gonna sue. Stick you to a cell just like glue. Yeah. Now a hey, time to raise your brow, boys be shooting in here, not allowed. Where I'm from, there's no snow, no need for a plow. So tattle on my bro snitch, you better bow, wow. Bet you won't do it right now. Yeah, snow plow, You're not allowed. Raising your brow, course time to,
2: course time now. Suckers. Damn, like that. There were parts of that where like, I think it was like good. It was like drake level like i listened to that last drake album not great donda by kanye not great that pretty good pretty good like he's, he's talking about the last girl didn't come through but see it from my point of view talking about having racks which i think is like money like do i can I borrow money from my nephew he's like 13 years old like i think he threatened to kill somebody in it. i have no clue like there was like it was like everywhere. I think there was like a, I think there was like a social justice thing in there too. I have no clue. Talking about uh, don't need a snowplow from w- where he's from because it's Arizona. That's he's right about that. Never seen a snowplow in Arizona. This thing, that thing, that's like a u- that created a universe right there. I want I want more Glendering. I want a full album. I will be there for Thanksgiving and I believe uh, Christmas. So I'm gonna push him. Like, what if I'm like like, what is it? Joe Jackson, Michael Jackson's dad. Like, I'm going to like, I'm going to be like, yo, we got to work. We got beats. We got to make beats. And then I'll have like, I wonder what his process is. The thing is, I can't get him on the pod. So I can't, I can't like, I want to know what his pro Like, how does he write that? Do you know, like Jay-Z never puts pen to paper. He does it all in his head. Like, I'm not joking about that. Like, is my nephew the same way? Does he write this stuff down? Is this like, could I enter him into a rap battle? Like, I mean, it's just like, what if I go to Arizona, I find some kind of underground rap battle, which I'm sure is like, like in the back of the newspaper or something. And I enter my nephew and I surprise him and I'm sure he'll be scared, but then it'll be like eight mile where it will be like, and I'll be like, go to the bathroom and look at yourself in the mirror. Like Eminem did in that movie, eight mile. And then I'm going to have him go and rap battle people. And I'm just going to be there like Mr. Miyagi in the background, like shaking my head, like in agreement and pride, you know, And he's like, no, let me go home. And I'm like, no, you battle. You've got to battle that older gentleman. You know, I see it perfectly. I see what my role in this is. I see what his role in this is. He's the talent. I'm the management. You know, this is my time to express myself. The podcast, the rap is his. I'm never going to touch his art. He can rap about anything he wants it would be cool if he rapped about Batman at some point, loved Batman, and it would be cool if he also did something about the real housewives, but I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on him. Also, it would be cool if he <laughs> wasn't that, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess this is like how stage moms are. I'm like, I, I'm like, he could do it. Like, I'm like, wow, is he the best rapper of our generation? Maybe. You know what? Like, that's, I, I can see how everybody now with like their kids think they're the best, you know, because he, hey, yeah. And honestly, he might suck. I don't know. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. God, just to have that kind of talent in the family. So my my parents have me. We have Glendering now in the family. Like, is this a dynasty? Is this what it is? Like, is this what it feels like to be Beyonce and like he's like I'm Beyonce, of course, and then he's Solange, you know? Like, or, you know, I'm Jessica Simpson, and of course, he's Ashley. I mean, this is like, this could be like a family. I'm just sad that I didn't, I didn't recognize his talent earlier. If I could have had him at, shaped him at like five or six years old, he was busy shitting his pants and stuff like that. I could have shaped him. I could have really, I should have moved in with my sister and just really put a lot of focus on him. Instead, I had to do my own journey, but that's paying off, I guess. So anyways, Glendering, go check them out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, I know it's also on YouTube. Give him a review, subscribe. I don't know. It would be funny to, uh, God, wouldn't that be funny to get that to like on the iTunes charts or whatever? I don't even know how you do that, but anyways, uh, that is Glendering. I do want to talk to you a couple more things before we get into Sophie. And of course, you guys, we do talk a lot about the tragedy that happened this weekend with Travis Scott's Astroworld Music Festival, where eight people so far have been confirmed dead. A Very tragic accident that I think could have been prevented. And of course, you know, your Monday, uh, Monday morning quarterbacking where you're like, oh, this should have happened. This should have happened. But, you know, what we talk about with Travis Scott is that I, I was not aware of his history of um, kind of, you know, he... he this is part of his performance is really getting inciting people. Um, And usually it's a great experience, I'm sure, for a lot of these people. But for as big of an artist as he is and for his own music festival, uh, he did not have nearly enough security or EMTs there, unfortunately. And I think uh, as of uh, two hours ago, I was already reading that two lawsuits have been filed. Two $1 million lawsuits have been filed. Uh, One even named Drake in it because Drake was the surprise guest that came out. But I just uh, I don't I I, I don't I consider myself kind of a professional concert goer. Like I've been to so many concerts, and I talk a little bit about that with Sophie. But it's um you know it's one of those things. It it can be really scary. Like especially like Coachella. Like it's like I think Coachella the last year I went, it was like they had topped out at eighty thousand people a day. You know, and you're just sometimes in smashed in like a dance tent where the majority of people are and you're not moving you're not dancing you are just which it's crazy now to think about in terms of covid like we used to just be sweating all over everybody just in, in, inhaling germs everywhere which by the way i'm sure nobody's learned a lesson we'll go right back to that this this next Coachella but um you know, there's been scary moments. You always have to, and I, and I, especially for girls, you know, um, not that girls are not strong or anything like that, but I I just remember my ex and she was tiny, you know? And it's like, she, I mean, that can get, you can get, I mean, it's just really scary. Like, and for that many people, To rush the stage or for something to happen that kind of causes a stampede um, is just one of the scarier things because you're there to have the time of your life. And that's why it's very tragic. The other tragedy that we're, of course, seeing is the manipulation of media. And you got to really pay attention to that. TMZ and and all of these places are working in full force to protect the Kardashians. uh, Kylie and Kendall. Uh, you know, said they were they were out there and they saw it, but actually, there's now video of them where they had been rushed out of there. So they're already lying about what was happening during their you know. And and by the way, the fact that they the fact that People Magazine brought up that first Kylie Jenner unscathed, like bitch, nobody asked about Kylie Jenner. Let's focus on the eight people who passed away. Let's focus on all the injured. Of course, we know Kylie Jenner is fine. Kylie Jenner was not among the the plebeians like we all are, you know, I just think it's like, so it's at a certain point, like it's fun to like pay attention to who the Kardashians date or divorce or cheat on or lie. But when it comes to like life and death, I don't give a rip about the Kardashians. I don't give a rip about the Travis Scott. I get, I really care about like any of those kids out there that their parents let go to this concert. And then, I mean, that's just gotta be scary as hell. So we talk about that, of course. I do want to talk about one thing, and I'm going to try to make this funny, but it is so mind-blowing. Do you guys know, uh, are you guys like Chris Pratt? Um, So Chris Pratt, of course, the actor, I I initially knew him from um, Parks and Rec. I played Andy Dwyer. I believe that's his character's name. And he was so funny, just so great. And turns out, and I, 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 I want to be gentle with this because, you know, I know a lot of people are very religious- um and i think that's great if it gives you um if it if it gives you strength like i know my mom it has given her great strength in her life to believe in god and at it, it times i you know times i believe in god because my mom believes in god if that makes sense like when she was going through uh breast cancer i know it gave her great strength and she still uh battles uh cancer right now And I know it gives her strength. So of course I want to believe in that, you know, but I think sometimes there's a level and, uh, that, that, that I don't know what I'm trying to say, but let me read you what Chris Pratt wrote on his wife's birthday in a Instagram post. Uh, and he thought this was a great Instagram post. And I just, I think it's so interesting what we choose to share in this world, like, he didn't have to do this, right? Like, he could have given his wife a poem, like a very beautiful poem, but he wanted to share this with the world. Now, let me know, you you guys might have read this already, but for those who didn't, let me know if there's anything that strikes you as unusual. Okay, guys, for real. And he posted a picture of him smiling at the camera and her smiling, looking adoringly at Chris, like open teeth smile at chris can't can only see half of her face she's like two-faced from batman and chris is just staring at the camera like hey i'm chris pratt from the movies and the caption is guys for real look how she's looking at me exclamation point i mean period find you somebody that looks at you like that you know (laughs) we met in church she's given me an amazing life a gorgeous, healthy daughter. She chews so loudly that sometimes I put in my earbuds to drown it out, but that's love! Exclamation point. She helps me with everything. In return, periodically, I open a jar of pickles. That's the trade. Her heart is pure, and it belongs to me. My greatest treasure right next to my Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck Rookie Card. I don't know sports, but I know baseball cards. I used to collect when I was a kid, of course, Um, which, if you know, you know, is saying a lot. It's her birthday in about six weeks. So if I don't get her anything, I'll tell her to look back on this post. Love you, honey. Now, there's so many interests like so, you know, just on the, the just on a first glance or what, you know, like, oh, this is like a cute, dorky. Uh, dad joke kind of post, right? But there's like a couple things, if we were to dissect this like a Shakespeare poem, is uh, troubling. And I think sometimes with uh, religion and megachurches, which I think Chris is a part of, um, and and by the way, his his wife is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver's daughter, and she seems like a very uh, nice, uh, you know, beautiful young lady. Nothing, you know. But I don't love, because the Bible does kind of and my sister falls into this as well, I, I know, where, you know, Christian teaching, uh, you know, is the man is right. The man, you have to respect the man in the relationship. We even talked about that in in terms of MLMs at the luluro doc, where this was a woman ran business and part of their teaching was to, you know, uh, you know, give it, get, retire your man, retire your man was like one of their tenants, by working hard, retire your man. And the part that really stood out to me is, her heart is pure and it belongs to me. Is this thought of God giving you somebody? Now that I think, there's something like God. If you believe in God, if you believe in a higher power, you know, letting and I letting you find each other. But I would still never dare to say that like, I own somebody, like, could you imagine, like, I date somebody that I'm like, I own your heart. And if you go away, I get to keep that heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is something weird about there's something ownership about this. And the other thing that he people were pointing out that was, I, and I don't think he meant this in any way. But it, it said, for giving me a healthy daughter. And the thing about that is his son with Anna Ferris his first relationship, you know, their son, unfortunately has a lot of medical issues. So people were saying like, wow, to point that out, saying that, you know, like almost inferring that, um, you know, a healthy daughter, putting that in there, it was kind of hurtful to his not healthy son. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't want to think. And he even said like, that is just so far from the case because then he makes a video the next day and puts it up on his Instagram saying, ah, oh, I was just so depressed got got my spirit down so uh i knew that i had to go work out to try to shake this and i guess he's training for some jurassic park 80 or something like that and so so i put on my favorite worship music i think it was like worship rock or something or spirit music or you know, my, my worship, my worship music. And I just got, went out on the run and got my blood pumping. And then he, he's like, you know, and then God appeared to me in the woods and, uh, you know, and I felt, I feel so much better. Just go and put your worship music on. And I, my whole thing, I've said this on the pod before is that, you know, if God, God exists, he created all music, right? So if that's, that's what we're going, he created all music. You think God wants to hear music about himself? God fucking wants to hear Jay-Z or, um, Phoebe Bridgers or my, like he created all that. I me. Mean, he wants to hear the Beatles. I don't know. He wants to, uh, not Travis Scott after this weekend, but he wants to hear like, he doesn't want to hear music about himself. God isn't totally self-obsessed, you know? And by the way, I do like worship music or like, you know, and I know what he's talking about. I go to my, you know, I go to my sister's church on the holidays and I grew up Catholic having to sing all those boring songs. I mean, they're just sometimes boring. But the funny thing was, is, you know, I got older, like they really, they really dig into those bands. Like now they have like 30 piece bands at some of these churches that I go to on the holidays. And I'm just like, everybody's acting like they're Mumford and Sons or something. It's wild. And I'm just like, why don't you guys just play Play the play Radiohead or something like play music we all love like play Prince, Princess, like if we're gonna sit here like your talent is God given right so play the crap that is amazing, leave the worship like we're here worshiping anyways we don't need to hear worship music it's we're <laughs> but anyways I also just think it's like wild I don't know I, I I'm still trying to clarify all of my thoughts on this but I just watched that and I was like wow, you didn't have to share any of this, and yet you shared all of it. You know, there is something with all this social media and all this sharing, you know, is that... You know, these like go and tell your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever it is, just go tell them you love them. Tell the go up to them today and say, I love you and give them a big smooch on the lips. Maybe put some tongue in it and don't worry about the social media posts and don't worry about owning people and don't worry. I I just I sometimes think it's frustrating because this is such a weird time, don't you think? We have so many different voices coming. I mean, I'm, I'm me too. I'm a stupid voice in your ear as well. But like it is so, so many people's opinions and thoughts and it, it's wild. I mean, do you ever think it's just wild? You're just like, wow, from Aaron Rodgers and his line about getting vaccinated to this to that. I'm just like, what an interesting time that we live in. And that is why we celebrate the shows, these shows that we love, these reality shows and these show. I mean, we have such great entertainment, but I don't know. But oh, and I also wanted to read you this. Talk about a love sonnet. I wanted you to read. This is a beautiful I was on, this is another Instagram thing. Vin Diesel went to took to Instagram to leave a message to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And if if you don't know, they're in a, a franchise called Fast and Furious, where they drive fast and furious car. They, they drive fast cars furiously around different locales. And uh, they always are doing amazing things with these cars. But there's like a whole team. And I guess like a team of criminals. anyways. <laughs> so the thing on this set is the Rock and Dwayne, uh, Dwayne, the Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel did not get along because Vin Diesel, I guess, is a little bit of a prima donna. And he thinks he is he is the Fast and Furious franchise, which he's a huge part of it. But as the movies teach us, it's all about family. And so The Rock was like, I refuse to come back to these movies with Vin Diesel because he's such a prick. Like, he doesn't come out of his trailer on time. He's like, I'm here to work. So it's well documented that The Rock had big issues with Vin Diesel. So Vin Diesel, I guess they made nine of these movies. I think I've seen three or four. I don't even, I don't think I've seen them even in order. You know what I'm saying? And he writes this. And by the way, it's always cracks me up when I see like, (laughs) I see, oh my God, my ex liked this post. (laughs) I love seeing the people that like the post and I'm just like, Oh my God, it's hysterical that I know people that like genuinely was like awesome post Uh, to me. It's an awesome post, but like comedically. So Vin Diesel writes this, it's a picture of him, like him and Vin, him and the rock staring each other down from a climactic scene. And he goes, my little brother, Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Duane in my house. There is not a holiday that goes by that they and you, that they and you, don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale. that is ten. I say this out of love, brother. But you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbes can't be played by no other. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I'm a dick. I don't know. Hobbes can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the okay the occasion and fulfill your destiny. <laughs> this is like fucking Return of the Jedi or something. Like go face off against me. I love that his destiny is being in a sequel to. <laughs> Dwayne, it is me, Vin. You must fulfill your destiny and wipe your bottom. No, he just, Dwayne, rock. My kids want to know where their Christmas gifts are. Fulfill your destiny and give my children Christmas presents. <laughs> Dwayne, it's me, Vin. Dwayne, it's me, Diesel. Legacy awaits. <laughs> Seek weights. I'm driving a very souped up Toyota Corolla in this last one. (laughs) (laughs) Rock, may I call you Mr. Rock? It's me, Vin. Legacy away. (laughs) Legacy (laughs) away. Rock. Fulfill your destiny. Would you will get be? Will you will be getting paid fifteen million? He gets paid fifteen million dollars, and he's like, "Please fulfill your destiny." You'll also get fifteen million dollars. Hey, Rock, Dwayne, Dwayne, the Rock Johnson. It is me, Vin Diesel. Fulfill your destiny. What's that, Vin? Do you want me to go do uh, humanitarian work overseas? No, I want you to be in Fast Ten. <laughs> ring ring dwayne the rock johnson it's vin diesel hello vin it's been a while it certainly has you need to fulfill your destiny do you want me to help the children of the world vin no i want i want you to be in fast (laughs) Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love to be? Wouldn't you love to see Vin Diesel writing this out? He's like, "Oh shit!" Just had a thought. Got to take it to the gram. He was like, oh, How do I start this? How do I start this? Huh? Oh, I got it. My little brother Dwayne." <laughs> he goes the time has come. If I was The Rock, I'd be like, fuck off. Like, The Rock could bench press two of Vin Diesel's. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. Like, the world maybe awaits a little bit, but, like, I'm also awaiting that new Batman movie, and I'm awaiting to see what happens in my own life, and, like, we're just getting through COVID still, so, like, I don't know. Fast 10's maybe in, the, like, the top thousand things I'm awaiting. I don't even think I saw Fast 9, so I'm, like, I'm still kind of behind, but is the world awaiting like are we like w- w- will people tell me if we're waiting because i don't want to hold up the world i just personally am not waiting as you know my children refer to you as uncle Dwayne in my house <laughs> so this is something uncle Dwayne. Du- <laughs> do you think his kids like uncle Dwayne? uncle Dwayne. like do you really think like his kids are like and what if like What if The Rock's like, I have literally met your kids one time. I don't know. My kids are weird. They just call everybody uncles. (laughs) There is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. So is it like, Happy Thanksgiving? Uncle Uncle Dwayne and like Uncle Dwayne goes happy Thanksgiving back like is that what he said like he goes there is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes like shouldn't it just be there's not a holiday that goes by that they don't think about you and then but then he goes but then he goes there's not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes dot 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 but the time has come like what the fuck is that but the time has come like that's so talking about holidays and well wishes. And then it's like, but the time has come to never celebrate a holiday again. And then he goes, legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo and try to blow myself. <laughs> I was good. I was going to fulfill my promise. <laughs> I, was I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo and have that penis enlargement surgery that i've always been talking about <laughs> i swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale that is 10 that barely like adds up to a sentence the best fast in the finale that is 10 like the finale i think he's saying is 10 but he's like saying it like obviously he's a guy that drives cars he's not shakespeare you know what i'm saying i say this out of love dot 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 but you must show up. So that's another thing it's like is missing too. I say this out of love. It should be dot, 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 you must show up, not but you must show up. There's like something missing here. It's, he goes, do not leave the franchise idle just like a car. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. Fuck, dude, I could play Hobbs tomorrow. Like, just like an out-of-shape Hobbs, I'd be like, fuck, pandemic was rough, I grew my hair, I shrank a little bit, got some belly fat. Like, I am Hobbes, and people wouldn't fucking care. I'm telling you, Hobbes can't be played by no other. I bet Daniel Day-Lewis could play the fuck out of Hobbs. you know what I'm saying? Like, I bet this Ben use this as an opportunity to get the kids away from creepy Uncle Dwayne, even though I actually really like The Rock. I don't think he's creepy. I think Vin Diesel's creepy, to tell you the truth. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. Like, is he saying that The Rock's destiny is just to play Hobbs in a shitty sequel to The Fast and Furious? I don't know you guys, I had it i that was just so bizarre. I hope that was okay to and remember there's timestamps, so you can skip right to Sophie and pass this this foolishness, this damn damn foolishness. uh, you guys, I hope you have the best week ever. Thank you so much for being a part of this family, not the fast and furious family, the so bad it's good family, and without further ado. Uh, Here is Sophie Ross. Remember, there will be some commercials uh, a little bit through. Um, I think there's three sponsors this week. If you can listen to them and check them out, that's great. And then we'll be back right to Sophie after that. Okay, Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Welcome to an all new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Monday episode, Uh, as we are always doing on Monday. We invite our favorite person. Uh, She's an author. She's an auteur. She is what Vogue is calling one of the ladies of the millennia, uh, yeah, yeah, Sophie. They did call you that in Vogue this month. Uh, she's also a sports fan, and I heard Joe Burrow did not do good today. So, how
4: did let's... you know that? Who told you that?
2: You know what? So funny. So, uh, Sophie Ross, by the way. So, uh, what I what I looked on Twitter and I saw somebody random say Joe is not doing good today, and I figured that meant Joe. And it Burrow. was
4: someone random.
2: Somebody random said, oh, I think it was like Burrow not doing well today. And I was like, oh, my God, Sophie must be livid right now.
4: Yeah, he did not do well today. It was really, really, really sad.
2: Ever That's- since you guys started dating, you realize it's not been well for him, right?
4: I think that, yeah, I just I think that he's really in his head about us, you know?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> this is this is this is like a Lucana situation, I think, kind of.
4: <laughs> okay. No. He's Han- no.
2: He's Hannah.
4: You're Lou. He's Hannah. Yeah. He's, he's Hannah, Hannah. You're Luke.,
2: <laughs> Wait. By the way, uh, so I'm in a car outside. So Kate Kennedy does this podcast called Be There in Five. It's insanely popular. And I drove all the way to San Diego and uh, with my friend Megan and went there. Like she did amazing the House of Blues. She sold it out, and w- there was a huge dance party afterwards. Uh, but now I'm in a car podcasting, so it is extremely weird. Because I, I was like, I have to put this out tomorrow because there's so many important topics. But oh my god, did, so much
4: happened this week.
2: Oh, it, it, like, and did you get like I got so many DMs going. I cannot wait for you and Sophie to talk about this. Did, I, I got a bunch of people DMing me, so I was like, I, I can't let anybody down. But I guess we got to start off with the most important is that Carl Radke shaved his beard earlier this weekend, <laughs> and that was. It's very sad. Breaking. It was alarming. It was breaking news. Alarming. No. I mean, I, we gotta start off where we should start off. And this is a tragic event. So I do want to uh, you know, I, I I wanna be as kind as possible, but I'm kind of angry about it in a lot of ways, is that uh, nine pe- eight people lost their lives as of now at Astro World, which was Travis Scott's music festival that he threw in Houston, his hometown. And um eight people lost their lives. Like that that is a A real thing. And I I guess there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, we, everybody doesn't know all the facts yet, but there's been a lot of things put out so far that I think are very dangerous in so many different ways. But I guess, Sophie, what do you think about
4: it? So obviously it's, it's absolutely tragic and it was also completely preventable. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Like it's, a lot of this does fall on Travis. It does. I mean, unfor- like,
2: unfortunately it does because yeah, I'm sorry. Keep going. He,
4: he foster, and you know, I mean, yeah, you're aware of this, that yes. Travis Scott is very much like, Oh, there you are. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank I can't. You. I can't. Yeah I'm, gonna, the yeah. I'm and- not going to black screen. I'm
2: not going to. Yeah. I just realized I want to, cause I was shaking my head in agreement and I wanted you to see me. So I'm not going to. Okay. Bang, yeah.
4: But. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at talking to you. No, no,
2: no, no, no. I, I, I realized.
4: Um, it. But yeah, so like he is culpable because Travis Scott makes it his thing to do mosh pits at his concert. He says, fuck security. Bring on the
2: rage, bring on the rage. Yeah, Yeah. so
4: he got arrested a couple years ago for what, inciting violence because he did the same thing. So he knows there are risks here. It's bad to do this. Um, And he, I mean, if you've seen the videos from, it's actually like, So disturbing to watch because he's looking directly at these hundreds of people passed out. So eight people died, but 300 people were injured, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, So there are people passed out. There are ambulances. There are people literally getting like um, carried over to like security.
5: And 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 Sophie,
2: Sophie, one sec. I'm going to actually insert a clip right here of uh one
5: gentleman's uh experience here it just felt like we was like literally like in fucking hell bro like it felt like we was in a concert in hell you couldn't breathe you couldn't see like just imagine all the people they're gonna find tonight who was in that crowd who nobody could see who nobody could hear who passed out and everybody was just trampling on top of them the whole fucking concert like i'm thinking it's probably gonna be like at least 100 people who dead tonight like I i kid you not like in the vip section it was so many bodies laid out. People was getting pulled out who was fainted. And the people were trying the medics were trying to give them CPR. And they was flipping them over. And like they was literally turning black and blue. Like I never seen no, I never seen death in my fucking life, bro. Just by me alone, it was probably like 10 fucking people laid out dead. And like once the medics tried to help them, they wasn't responding. They moved to the next person. It was nothing they could have do like this shit like this shit really fucked me up and like really spooked me tonight like that was like some demonic shit. Like, and what was so crazy like people were screaming help trying to tell Travis travis scott it was like help the whole crowd was just gonna like, help 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 and he just kept going bro it was like this shit was scary bro it was so demonic bro and mind you y'all see the type of music i make y'all see everything like you know like i've been so heavily influenced by travis but like after tonight bro like god really showed me like you know like stay away from that shit bro like that shit not for you because like he sacrificed so many people's lives tonight like for real like so many people's lives are gone tonight because they want to go to a fucking travis scott concert and have fun you know he influenced people to be raging and all this shit so many people broke in and it was just chaos bro it was a living fucking hell bro imagine seeing all those dead bodies and that was that was just by me
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously this gentleman that I know you didn't hear, but he said he was literally seeing bodies right and left. He said there would be a lot more people that die than eight. So, uh, you know, even if it's only eight that die, that's too many, but also that so many people got injured in the rush.
4: Yes. Um, But yeah, just seeing Travis, like seeing this and he kept going, had he Stopped and said, Hey, and there are clips going around. I can't, I don't even know what bands or artists over the years that have been like, Hey guys, this is too crazy. Let's pause for a second. Everyone take three steps back. Like, there are ways to manage like crowds when you know it's getting dangerous. And he kept going, which probably led directly to more deaths.
2: But I, you know, and I was, uh, Tracy Morrissey's stories. Of course, like she she actually did a good job of presenting a lot of this information where I was uh, not aware because I've talked on this podcast before where I just don't. No offense to Travis Scott. It just I've not been able to hear his music like my nephew loves him. Like I just personally don't like him. I've listened to him. I just don't personally get it. But I know so many people love him. But I do know I've been to so many festivals, so many concerts. I am a concert goer. I've been in so many situations that have been potentially dangerous, but they've also been some like really heavily secured festivals like Coachella. Like I remember like, but there have been a few dangerous situations I've been in, but that is like insane for Travis Scott to have the four or five years of multiple incidents that have been documented where he has encouraged Inciting violence, and this was his own festival. And the sad thing was, if you do that, I'm all good. Like, I'm all good with if that's your thing. But then, if it's your own festival, make sure you have the security Mm -hmm. and the emergency medical situation to deal with that. I was hearing both were understaffed. We saw earlier in the day that like a thousand kids rushed the VIP station to get in. They got in, like, and he, you know, there's so much. And listen, I get that if you're on stage, you're not going to see everything. But you see a great deal. Mm-hmm. And Kylie, unfortunately, unfortunately, or fortunately, posted a video where the, the ambulances were trying to make their way through the crowd. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of an eat the rich situation. But it's like rich people will always be better than us, folks. Like they will always. Did you have- see
4: that? people magazine headline
2: yes like by the way tell them what you what tell them what the headline was it was like the headline
4: yeah. was pregnant kylie jenner uninjured after astro world fest leaves eight dead and it's like oh thank god Kylie's yeah, but, okay. oh my god it but was see, just the eight peasants
2: Yes, yeah, that's sort of like by the way like that is such a ridiculous headline that i'm so I'm so mystified if Chris Jenner's is losing hold of what actually is media friendly, because that really puts a target on Kylie more than you would ever. And then TMZ is literally so far. It's like literally like Lisa Rinna on Erica Jane. TMZ is so far up Kylie's ass where now yeah. they're pushing stories where it's like Kylie looks distraught. Kylie looks um, like it was like confused during Travis Scott's set. And it's like, Oh my God, you guys are finding every way to paint the story like Kylie Jenner is a feeling person. And I'm not saying she's not, but I am saying it's the wrong story though. It is the wrong story. We know Kendall and Kylie were fine. We know they were away from any kind of melee. We know that. Let's focus on the victims. Let's focus on the people that went there to have a great time. And unfortunately, like, did you see that the, they, they released an autopsy photo of the 400 pound man that like was dead and they did not have him ID would yet. So Houston PD released it. And it's a really horrifying and listen, I'm not an, I I, like, I want everybody to rage and have fun, but there is a responsible way. And I know what it's like when a crowd starts moving at a concert. And I, and I'm fortunately, I'm a, a bigger guy where I can make my way, but like, People got trampled. People got, tra- and he, it, it's frustrating when somebody no, actually
4: died horrible deaths. You don't go to a concert to die. Like, everyone's like, oh, you, like, there are, I, I mean, not everyone. These are like the few weirdo Travis Scott stands that are like, you know, when you go to a Travis Scott concert, what's going to go down. Yeah, it's like, no. Die? And also, the whole story about the random person okay. in the crowd, bullshit.
2: By the way, Sophie brings up the other point that we were going to talk about is that so there is another, and Houston PD supposedly confirmed that one person, a security person, got stabbed in the neck. They had to revive him with Narcan. This is the only uh, incident that has been reported, and they're saying they confirmed a poke thing in the neck. But what I'm saying about this is, it's very odd because this would actually then pull blame away from Travis.
4: Exactly. That's what they're saying.
2: Is that they're saying that somebody was stabbing people in the crowd and that's what's caused the surge.
4: Yeah. Because
2: in reality, and and this is just how he performs, is that Travis caused the surge. I uh, you know, I'm not and do you realize if you inject somebody in the neck, you have to actually hit a vein. Do you know how hard it is to hit a vein in a neck? That-
4: it's so not a, th- I'm sorry. It's such bullshit. And it was such a Chris Jenner, like plant.
2: Well, but, and, and I, God, I, I'm so sorry, you guys. I hate conspiracy theories, but guess who like business manages Travis Scott?
4: Chris Jenner, right? Lou Taylor. Oh, oh my God. <gasps> I was just reading about that. Also the Lou Taylor connections. To the and, and,
2: and by the way, I, I'm disgusted with myself for even bringing it up. But I will say Travis Scott is known for these kind of incidents. They happen at Lollapalooza in Chicago. It happened in like a small town that he got arrested in. I think maybe Indiana. I'm, I am I could be wrong there. This is and, and I'm not saying Travis Scott's a bad person, but Travis Scott's loves to bring the rage. Like that's one of his things. I'm not saying that's a bad. Listen, like I, I understand concerts. I understand wanting that energy But if you have that energy, you also have to have the security and the medics to actually, if something goes wrong, you have to provide for that incident. And he did not. All the incidents, like said, they were vastly understaffed and eight people lost their lives, which will be way more than that. And Travis Scott went on saying, like, I can't believe something like this happened.
4: His video was so horrible and his statement
2: did you did you hear? Did you see that one person that went up to like stop the show, stop the show to the lighting? I like heard, the, the- her
4: story too. So it was this girl, um Sierra something on Instagram, and she's there are lots of videos of her at the company. yeah, she got on an elevated surface and she's wearing pigtails and like overalls or something. Um, and she was like, stop the show, stop the show. And she kept telling them and they would not, it was just a total failure all around. So many people are culpable, and so many people are going to get sued, including Travis Scott, which he should.
2: But see, that's what I feel like the stab thing takes away. Like, okay, maybe we can get away from the lawsuits. If we say somebody was stabbing somebody in the audience.
4: And it's so obvious that that was, you know, a Kris Jenner, like to me, I was like, Oh my God. but, but, But see, this is what I was thinking about. Like I, I, ourselves. Like we saw the videos and we read the testimonies from people. Like no one was concerned about a random person stabbing them. It was literally them getting crushed. But,
2: but, but Sophie, when something like that happens, like, I'm I'm just like, I hate that I'm going to the dark side about conspiracy theories, but like, what are the conversations that are going on of like, okay, he's immediately going to get sued. Let's make up something that somebody gets stabbed in the neck. You know, like, is that what happens? Like, is that how fast these things happen? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate the fact that that actually is something that's going through my head, but I do not believe that somebody was randomly stabbing people in the neck and hitting the vein. And
4: There's like, no you have to, to leave it for one second.
2: Like one security dude that they say they saw like and Houston PD came out and verified this in a press conference outside. And like, but they said, we only have one verification. Mm-hmm. So it was like, that's such a weird plant to me. And All in all, though, and then you bring the Kardashians and Kylie into it and Kindle, and it's like, you guys are so out of touch now. And it, it ties in to what you've been saying all along. And I've been reading about Kylie and her lawsuits that are like, you know, like she's really kind of fucked in a lot of ways. And, and Travis won't even claim Kylie, by the way. So Kylie actually released a joint statement like me and Travis are crushed uh, or not crushed, but like horrified. <laughs> about you yeah, sorry that's a wrong word but like you know what i'm saying like she she spoke for her, and i'm like i'm like kylie travis barely claims you travis barely acknowledges you are his girlfriend you know what i'm saying and you're yeah. out there like that's like
4: the thing that we've talked about like that maybe we haven't talked about this
2: no you've talked very much about it but i've always stayed away from like i've always thought i don't know you've always mentioned the kylie and her lawsuits coming up and all of this stuff but I will find it I find it very sad that this guy doesn't even claim Kylie Jenner mm-hmm. this guy's had kids with Kylie jenner and he's allowed a handful of photographs of them to actually you know like my my friend pointed out his actual girlfriend like uh have you seen the I, I i I'm not gonna say the Instagram name but the what's that who is she i i I have to I can't remember it offhand i'll I'll put it in the intro you guys but like this is like there is something to be said about like Travis has really fully never claimed Kylie except for like a handful of moments. He's claimed stormy, but he's never really claimed Kylie as his one and only. And I find it really weird then when Kylie then speaks out for the both of them after his statement, because you knew Chris was like, you got to make a statement too. And you got to include Travis, you know?
4: Yeah. And I mean, this that TikToker that I've brought up before who does deep dives on the Kardashians. Um, I thought that I guess we haven't I haven't talked about this particular TikTok. Maybe it was because it was like this past week. I can't remember exactly when she dropped it, but it was super interesting. It was like the reason that Kylie has kind of fallen off in many ways is because Travis doesn't claim her and treats her like shit in front of the entire world. And that's embarrassing for her. And it makes the public kind of be like, huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye treated Kim like she was a freaking goddess sculpted from clay, whatever. And that
2: worked out perfectly. So, you know. Well, no, <laughs> I'm
4: not saying that, but it's like the way that he treated her in public and to the world. It was like, oh. Like, a, like a piece of her. art. Like a piece of art. Yeah, like a piece of art. And it made the world kind of see her that way. And same even with like Travis, with Kravis right now. Like when you see, you know, one of these Kardashians with a man that's like obsessed with her, I feel like that, or just anyone in general.
2: We will be back to uh, Sophie in just a second. It's a long show today. I hope you you guys are okay with that. Remember, use the timestamps if uh, if needed. But I need to do a couple of advertisements for some products that I actually genuinely love and use. The first one, of course, is our good friends, Bolin Branch. Now, um, you know how important my family is to me, the importance of family and friends. Uh, it means the world to me. And uh, as we near the holidays, uh, gift giving is a great way to show your family and your friends how much you love them and this year uh, I'm actually going to give my parents bowl and branch sheets uh, and I'm going to use the discount that they actually give me but these sheets are amazing Uh, they say we spend one third of our lives in bed so pure organic cotton sheets from bowl and branch make a truly special gift they make the highest quality sheets by doing things the right way not the easy way Husband and wife team Scott and Missy Tannen founded Bolin Branch to create a new standard in betting by doing things the right way, not the easy way bull and branch holds themselves to high standards across the board from sourcing pure organic cotton to putting workers rights first. And it's not just their sheets that are made the right way. Their pillows, their bath towels, they even have robes. You guys, uh, signature hemmed sheets are their all time bestseller. That's what I have. And I love them. They're beloved for so many reasons, like how they get softer and softer with every single wash. Buttery, soft, lightweight, and made with 100% organic cotton weave that feels incredible in all seasons. And it feels really good right now because it's starting to get cold in Los Angeles, and I love it. Uh, It comes in a wide range of colors, all sizes from twin up to a California King. Also completely toxin free and fair trade certified. So treat yourself and your loved ones to the new standard embedding from Bowling Branch. Their gifts come wrapped and ready in their special holiday packaging and order by December 19th for guaranteed delivery by Christmas. Best deals of the year going on now from November 1st to November 11th. So you got like three more days, you guys, with promo code so bad at BowlinBranch.com. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code so bad. Uh, and exclusions may apply. So Bowlin Branch, I love Bowlin Branch. Now this next one they are new, but I don't think they know this. I already got this for my mom uh a year and a half ago. It is called Story Worth. So this holiday season, um I actually did this, like I said, about a year and a half ago, and I did it for my mom's birthday. Um and I wanted to give my mom something that showed her how much I loved her and how much um that I appreciate her story and wanted to know more about her story. Um, I wanted to do something that made her feel special and unique, um, and I kind of like the relationship that we share, Um, and that's why I gave her StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matters most. Every week, Storyworth emails your relative or friend a thought provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you never thought to ask, like, uh, What's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or, If you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? And I did this for my mom, and she told her, like, she told we have now a 100 page book with pictures because you can add pictures into this i have my own copy of becky bailey's life story and we have one for my niece and nephew and uh i it's just really touching. I, I, I should post some of this on my Instagram one day because it really genuinely is one of the coolest thing. And my mom took it so seriously each week. She would be working on this and it gave her something to work on. And she was like thinking about memories. She said, um, and you know, her mom and dad have passed away and she was thinking about them. And it just, it was so cool. And it did exactly what I had hoped it, it would do. Um, So after one year, StoryWorth will compile all of your loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you will be able to share and revisit for generations to come. Uh, And I have it in my room right now. I can show it to you. It is bound. It is beautiful. Uh, You can get black and white photos. You can do color photos. It is so cool. Um, And they would send me her weekly stories that she wrote. So I got to kind of check in on my mom every week. Uh, so you get to read their weekly stories and it kind of just helped me connect with my mom for that, uh, for that year. Um, so with story worth, I am giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. I kind of want to give one to my dad, but then I kind of don't want to like make my mom jealous. Cause it was like my mom's thing for so long, you know? Um, but I do strongly suggest you do this for your loved ones. So go to storyworth.com slash so bad and save $10 on your first purchase. That's story worth S T O R Y W O R T com slash so bad to save $10 on your first purchase. And I'm serious. guys. remind me if anybody wants to see my book, um, I can post it on my Instagram or send you uh, a picture of it. It really genuinely is, uh, one of the coolest things I own. Uh, our last and final one is, uh, it's called best fiends. Now, uh, I think I've talked recently, I have been playing um, this mobile game. Uh, I like mobile games because they kind of like, like if I fly or something, like I'll play solitaire or something like that. But Best Fiends is awesome. It's like match three, it's like a casual uh, mobile puzzle game, and I totally dig it. So in my humble but correct opinion, as you guys know, uh, everybody can have their opinion, but mine is the right one, it is the best match three style game by far. Uh, The rest are basically the same game with like different color schemes, so stop crushing the same old candy, try a puzzle game with something fresh to offer. With Best Fiends, you play through an actual storyline complete with good guys, the fiends, and the not-so-good guys, the slugs. Um the slugs are kind of like erica jane uh your fiends start out as wee baby versions of their future selves and the more you play the more fiends join your team and the more powerful they become helping you solve increasingly challenging puzzles as you progress through the game it's an action packed adventure and a brain boosting puzzle game all rolled into one and with new camp it has new content added all the time so you are never bored uh so not to bag but i am pretty far along um i uh I'm pretty good that's all i'm gonna say i got to a pretty high level i don't want to brag uh i'm gonna take i can take all you guys on that's what i'm saying uh best fiends has literally thousands of levels with more added all the time and it's one of those things i can't put it down i'll be playing it uh while i watch reality shows (laughs) and uh i'll just be doing 10 things at once and this is one of those things uh and it's one of those things your kids would probably dig too but like you know they have their own games this is this is your game Uh, There's always a fresh challenge waiting for me when I need a mental pick-me-up or a break from podcasting. So download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. And uh, that's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Uh, You guys, thank you so much for listening to those commercials today. And now back to Sophie to finish the show.
4: Um it does affect like your public image. And I think the fact that Kylie has been with this guy that clearly hates her for the past three, four years, however long it's been now, that's, I think, affected her public image.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's also weird though, when you, when you become a billionaire or something like that, like it's, it's, I, I feel like there's not some kind of course on PR statements, but I feel like Kylie is infamously fa- failing right now she's like Kendall jenner with products she endorses it's like what are you thinking Kendall? like we didn't need a pepsi uh pepsi protest ad from you we didn't like we don't care about 818 blanco tequila like what are you like there is a certain point where the public is no longer with you
4: oh yeah and she's way like that ship already sailed i think the kylie swim kylie baby drop and all of that stuff proved that you know no one's, no one's trying to like z- stock in. I think people are selling, whatever you call it, selling your Kylie stock. No one's buying Kylie stock right now. Like Kylie's going, you know, you know I, I've,
2: I feel like I'm like so innocent because you've been saying this forever to me. And I've been like, no, it's gotta be not. And then I'm like, always right. I'm always right. Yeah. But it's like, you know, but at the same time, I'm so innocent that it's like, no, but at the same time, I feel like it's, it's very sad because I feel like we are going to start witnessing the downfall and I could be completely wrong. Maybe Chris is so, sm- and she is very smart, but like, there's no way Kylie is going to get out of this, like I feel like we're going like I feel like Kylie's gonna get thrown on a pyre for everything. And she's going to be the Kardashian that take the the Kardashian Jenner that takes the fall of everything. Like Kim will survive everything, but now I feel like Kylie is going to be the one sacrificed for that whole clan, if that makes sense.
4: Well, yeah. I think the interesting thing in general about them right now is that Kim seems to be, you know, she's relevant no matter what. Well, it's- she's getting
2: she's getting dicked down by one of the most popular yeah. guys in New York.
4: He's getting dick down by um, New York City. Pete Davidson's New York City. Wait, Sophie, you live in New York.
2: When did you have sex with Pete to live yeah,
4: there? Yeah, so um, that's like what you have to do. When yeah, you- no, I
2: know. Like, was it? Is it like DMV? Like it's when you get your of, license? Yeah, it's
4: like when you do your taxes. Oh,
2: <laughs> see, and that's why a lot of people skip their taxes because I imagine a lot of people are virgins. And they're scared, but that's a very. If you guys move to New York or Staten Island in particular, you do have to have sex with Pete Davidson. And, like, he's very gentle, but it's still a scary thing for people.
4: Yeah, for New York... It's just, you know, it's a New York citizenship thing. It's just, you know, all states are different.
2: Well, before Pete Davidson, just people didn't know this, it was Harry Dubin. And uh, (laughs) so we've... And by the way, I think Pete Davidson is a vast improvement, but it's still scary for people, you know?
4: Yeah, no. But, okay, but back to Kim. Sorry. (laughs) So Kim has managed to kind of stay a list no matter what I wouldn't call any of her siblings right now I mean the Kardashians are always kind of a list because they're very famous but I think in terms of like relevancy and that I just like I've been saying for a while I said for a while that Kendall's in her flop era Kylie is definitely in her flop era Kendall, because Kendall doesn't seem like she tries nearly hard enough yeah, as the rest Kendall of them. Really try anymore? She doesn't really do anything, and it's like, okay, you're just there, Chloe. And you
2: almost respect Courtney because of this more, because it's like Courtney's just getting another lady that's just getting dick down and happy, yeah. and she doesn't have to like involve herself in like. But did you see last night? Chloe was filming with Scott for the new show.
4: Oh, I did not see that, but of course, of course. Look at all the storylines they're setting up. You got like this is this is the Kardashian machine at work. Like their show is literally filming right now. Of course they're having the well, You don't think
2: they're gonna do it. a very special episode of this event at Astro World, do you?
4: Oh my god, wait. I That's, hope
2: not. That would be that But Kindle is there too, so that means that could be, right?
4: Honestly, I'm, I think they're going to try to pretend it never happened. I I don't see why or how they would like put that in there and make it tasteful. Like it would just feel disgusting either way Um, and disrespectful and yeah. And it just makes, it makes obviously the Kardashian brand look bad. So I just, I, my prediction would be that they don't include that in the show, but that's an interesting point that it's filming, now too and that just happened and like obviously the pete davidson stuff like that's not I mean, in are- the are world they're setting up these freaking storylines
2: well and and to, to get off this a little bit because i'm sure we'll be talking about this all week on the show as more information comes out uh but it is a horrifying event and i'm not just saying these things happen just that like a travis scott concert i know there have been melees at many concerts Um, but I will say this could have been prevented seeing how he encourages a lot of this behavior. I don't say, I I don't mean Travis Scott's willing, like wants death, but I will say this was near, this was not nearly staffed well enough. And you saw that earlier in the day with how many people just broke the gates, which he encouraged as well. Um, and it's very sad and, and I don't, um, the, the thing that upsets me the most is when I see stories pushed through people and TMZ. And this is how you guys, this is how you see how pop culture works is that this is publicists at work overtime. This is publicists out of touch pushing stories about Kylie Jenner is undisturbed or, or Kylie Jenner looks bothered at. These are stories that are being pushed to make them look good. And they're so out of touch in these stories, like Kylie Jenner shouldn't even be part of this. Like Kylie Jenner, like we, we know she's okay. We don't need to know her mental state, but the fact they're putting it out there almost seems like they're building up for lawsuits, you know?
4: Oh, exactly. And there will be lawsuits. There will. Oh, like, yeah. Well,
2: I hope so. I mean,
4: and I also think that, you know, this, this will be interesting to watch. Like, obviously that's not the most important thing. What matters is, you know, the families that are grieving and the lives that were lost, like, it's insanely tragic. And I think also a lot of people are going to have PTSD from his music. I mean, how how does Travis Scott's career, like, where does it go from here? Like, I just, I don't know. Like, and I think that his response in that video he posted were so callous That I think, and and now videos are resurfacing of past concerts where he's like such, he stops the concert because the videographer is next to him on the stage. He's like, oh, I'm an artist. I need the stage for myself. It's like, he can stop the concert for that, to be an asshole to a videographer, but not stop the concert and people are dying. I think it's showed, you know it's showed a peek into his character
2: and Kylie's. I, You know, there, I, I, there's only been a few moments in my concert going history that I've actually been scared. And one of the scariest times, and this sounds like a joke, but like Coachella at the last minute announced Madonna at the last minute, but they didn't announce her on the main stage. They put her in the Sahara tent because she had a dance album. And the Sahara tent is nowhere. Like you have 80,000 people on a field. All of a sudden you direct them to a tent And I thought it was one of the most dangerous and like me and my ex at the time had a great like placement to see Madonna. And once it came on, it was like very clear that we would not be able to stay in the same place we were without getting like, you know, very moved around and jostled, which my ex was not into. Um, But I thought that was so irresponsible of the promoters because it's like you have somebody like Madonna, you can't put them in a tent when you're 80,000 people, because everybody's going to run over. Like there are irresponsible and luckily nobody got hurt but there are irresponsible things by venue promoters and things like that. And Travis Scott knows the brand he's selling. This seems like it was inevitable to happen at some point. And I just was not aware until I started seeing his, because I don't follow Travis Scott, nor would I ever see him in concert. And that's not saying he's a bad performer. I'm just saying he's, you know, this is obviously a very dangerous situation, you know?
4: Yeah. And I think also, like, obviously, that Ariana Grande thing happened. But and then, what is that? Remember the bombing at her concert? Oh,
2: yeah, multiple people lost their lives, and that was not
4: obviously that was not her fault at all. Oh, not at all. She reacted to it was like the most perfect way you could react. She was financially supportive of all of the families. She, you know, made a point to just. You know, be there for them and show a lot of grief and sympathy, and it was really hard on her. I think she had PTSD from it and was like depressed. She said for a while. Sure, she
2: still does. I mean, these are yeah lives that. And and by the way, I'm not saying that Travis Scott is. He is probably horrified as well, but he is now realizing he caused this situation.
4: Right. This is different because Travis, you know, was making it worse with the things that he was tweeting beforehand he deleted tweets that said let the people without tickets in or like whatever it was so people that weren't didn't have tickets were coming in because travis told them to which just made it even more packed so and you know when he kept playing and he didn't stop and he was encouraging people to mosh and get closer and closer to the stage and to rage like he was encouraging this and that makes him culpable
2: so to to spin off of this you know, uh, we're gonna actually move on at this point, you guys, and there will be much more to say. Um, but I will say I listened to a two-hour, I don't usually listen to podcasts. Uh I listened to a two-hour podcast about a podcast called Champs that Kanye West was the guest of on Friday. And did you did you hear about this, Sophie? No. So he did a two-hour interview with this very popular podcast called Champs, and you know, he. Came out with the statement of, you know, me and Kim are still married. SNL made her get that shot off about divorce and how dare them. He's like, but he said like the thing with Kanye, that's always upset. And he says 10% of things that I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like that, that would be cool. But he's so egotistical. He talked about once uh, Drake had that stuff about in one of his songs about potentially sleeping with Kim, he put everybody on a group text and everybody meant Jay-Z, Drake, Kim, like like seven amazing people and Kanye was like, this isn't going to fly anymore. And I was just like, imagine the group text without Kanye that they're fucking just laughing behind his back. But this is what billionaire gets you. Is this kind of shit where it's like you say these kind of amazing things, but he was saying stuff like he doesn't own a, own a home anymore. He works out of a uh, a bag and that's where his phone and computer are and like he went to Paris and he had nothing but his bag. He didn't have a change of underwear or shorts. And he called, uh, uh, Bal- how do you say it? Balcianega? Balenciaga. Balenciaga.
4: Yeah. You always have trouble saying Balenciaga. It's, it's
2: just not a natural, it's not like old Navy. It doesn't spill off the tongue. Like, and Balenciaga, he called the president of Balenciaga. He came and got him and he got a free pre- pair of Balenciaga underwear and shirt. And he goes, that's all I need. It's all people. It's all connections. He goes, I don't travel with security anymore. He goes, I had a cop pull a gun on me overseas. I was wearing my mask. I took it off. You know, like he's like, okay, this is how it's gonna end. This is how it's gonna end. And I'm not saying that's cr- I'm not saying it's crazy. If you're a billionaire, I'm sure you start really uh daydreaming about actually what the real world is. And he talked about being a he wants to be a trillionaire. He wants to be the first person traded on the open market. And he wants to start universal wealth where we will all get a hundred thousand dollars a year. And he wants to start that for everybody. And hey, I'm hey man. Hey, if that starts, hey, I will I will bow down. But yeah,
4: sign this- me the fuck up.
2: But, okay, but that's the good part. But then he goes into this bragging about, like, Drake said he fucked him and me and Kim, like, kid, like our kids still want us together. And then today, I don't know if you saw page six, Sophie, but um, uh, Kanye West, now this is the, the story that got pushed today by page six. Kanye West dating model Venetria. I don't even know who this is. Venetria. Uh, amid Cardat, like so, he and he also talked about God so much in this interview. But he didn't talk about anything about Venetria, but now I'm just like, this is so stupid how pop culture works and how PR shit is pressed. Like he went on there saying, like me and Kim, and Kim handles all my storage because she's good at that. She breaks that stuff down. Didn't mention anything about Pete Davidson. Didn't mention anything about Venetria, quote unquote. And now since the Pete Davidson thing like got hyped up in the last two days. Now Kanye was spotted at a basketball game, uh, game today with Venetria. I'm like, if you believe in God so much, God can't be fucking psyched that you're like now making up rumors about a model. Like, I don't get, I just, I want to believe all this shit, but it's like half the time you don't even follow the shit that you're prophesizing about, you know?
4: Yeah, no, he's just, he's bizarre. I can't follow anything Kanye West does because I think that he's just like a very terrifying, sad person.
2: But the thing is... I I, like sometimes he makes a, like, I don't want to take away everything from him, but I'm like he, I will say though, the Kanye Pete thing, it becomes more and more obvious of why Kim needs somebody like a Pete and Pete, you know, by the way, Pete has gotten by by just being a regular guy
4: with a big dick. Like Pete has gotten by the thing about Pete. Also, I'm sorry. Everyone keeps being like, but he is funny. Like he might not be (laughs) funny. And I'm like, he can barely
2: do sketch comedy by the way like like, he's grown into sketch comedy
4: like since when is pete davidson even funny
2: do you know my old like so at my old job i taught at an acting school and i answered the phones and pete davidson before he got on snl he was a stand-up and he took uh he he got coaching out of my place and he would always come on like fucking high as a kite like stoned out of his gourd like to the point where like the guys that you can smell it on you know like when he entered you could smell weed and my job used to be what's that i am weed you are by the way that happened a year ago machine gun kelly saying i am weed it was a year anniversary no but like um pete davidson i used to have to call him and say you're 30 minutes late to your appointment pete are you coming Like that was like, that was like my job. And then like, he was getting every opportunity ever that every actor would kill for. And so before I even knew Pete from SNL, I knew Pete as the fuck up that didn't make his appointments, but was getting every opportunity in the book. And like, he was a kid. So like, I get, you know, kids are fuck ups, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't have like, Pete is getting like so much cast off pussy that is so weird from like billionaires now. And like, it's funny. He's like a pawn in everybody's game, but he's like a happy pawn. He's like, it's not going to hurt him. He's like, if I get a fuck Kim and it's like, you like, fine, that's great. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah. He really went from being like almost fired from SNL. And then when he dated, when he was engaged to Ariana Grande, oh he became that's it really did change his career the ariana thing because right before that he was about to be fired from snl because he's like not that funny and he does the same thing in every sketch in every sketch he plays like the ditzy dude well and now we've watched
2: him now where he does characters like he does um uh not de blasio but who was the did guy that got cuomo he did Cuomo and yeah. stuff like that we've watched him turn into like where he does characters now but he used to only be able to do the weekend update where he like played himself and did his stand-up set. so it's like fine we've watched him come into his own and and by the way most people probably watch sNl just to see Pete that's how now too, he is. Yeah, no, he Oh yeah, like that's what I I joked on Twitter. Like they they the SNL account showed Kieran Culkin, who was the guest this week, and I said, "Oh my god, did he get did he get to meet Pete yet?" Because like that's like the big guy. Like if you're a girl right now in New York, you want to get ticked down by Pete Davidson. I'm sorry, not you, Sophie, but the other people.
4: We all already did that. We already. Yeah, yeah. By the way, well, how was your experience with him? That's um. It's yeah, I think I think it's I think it's funny how much they pushed him also during the Timothy Chalamet episode. They're like, Look, Pete Davidson and Timothy Chalamet together, and I was like I only like one of them, <laughs> but like they, uh, they are trying to make him like the SNL heartthrob. And I guess lots of people think he's a heartthrob. And I still, again, it's like, I just don't think he's funny. That's what it is. It's like, if he was funny, like I would get it, but I, I just don't, I liked King of Staten Island. Like that was cute. He,
2: I saw, yeah. I saw King of Staten Island twice, but guess what? It was during a pandemic. I saw it at home. I was more bound to yeah. like anything at that point. Cause it was just like Im- new images, you know,
4: there was nothing else to watch. There again.
2: was nothing else to watch. Like, um, but I will say it's just, it's just very weird that we're living in this kind of thing where people are like, Oh my God, is that Pete's blonde hair in this video of karaoke at Chris Jenner's birthday party. And I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, this, that's the shit that I want to see a camera for is Pete. They, like, and do you see the stuff on page six that they're pushing of like, Pete Davidson is overly sexual with Kim Kardashian, his friend, like they, it is more than just friends, but her friends are creeped out by it. Did you see that?
4: But her friends are creeped out. They said by something
2: them. like her friends are like, he's way too sexual with her. And I'm just like, I love like you, you always know it's food God pushing that shit, by the way.
4: Food God. <laughs>
2: food God's like, he's way too sexual with her. She, she's a princess. Uh.
4: Oh, yeah, he definitely is the one that has page six on speed dial. He's like,
2: you want to see me do a cheese pull? Okay, as we move on, we got the fourth and final, thank God, Beverly Hills reunion. Thank God. Like, honestly, thank God. And it was so much dialogue this week. It really was heavy dialogue. And I had a court reporter do because I usually take notes and I worked on a commercial this week, so I couldn't. So uh, a listener and she's amazing. And I don't want to say her name because I know she's shy, but she offered to give her court reporter. She's an actual court reporter. And she did a court reporting of the actual. She gave me the full transcript of the Beverly Hills reunion. And
4: Oh, I saw I, that. I was like, who transcribed that? A court, an actual court reporter. Like, it oh was amazing. Oh God, it that was, is uh, amazing. But it
2: still took me six hours because I got so sick of talking about Erica Jane that I would go for 10 minutes and I would have to break for 20 because I would get so frustrated because-
4: oh God, it was so- fr- I read that Daily Beast article and it was great. It really captured- Kevin,
2: <laughs> Kevin Fallon wrote that, you guys. I, I strongly suggest you read- The uh, Daily Beast by Kevin Fallon, He, he, uh, he did this great article about the whole situation.
4: Yeah, really like encapsulating just how frustrating it is as viewers to watch. Like it really is just frustrating. Like she's on another planet and acting like a toddler. Like, and it's frustrating not seeing anyone say anything to her why is well, she allowed to call Sutton a cunt just because d- of yes,
2: I guess the confusing thing the things that are like left unanswered for me is like why are all these ladies I, I say this every week I just don't get what why is she all of a sudden the leader and Rina like you know Rina is, is like poking Dorit her? to shut up
4: so Erica can yes Rina oh my god yes. I mean- Rina oh fucking nodding the entire time oh and, my god the facial oh reactions my, like oh yes, yes. Yeah. yeah like every time erica was speaking she was just like oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like doing oh. her like oh my god i wanted I to she
2: was about to have an orgasm of agreement at some point you know
4: oh my god i hated that yeah and when she told dorit to, when dorit was like you know there were moments where dorit was like but erica we didn't see that side Did you of you you see
2: renna poker
4: one time Not Rina, shut up like poking her like stop it's like what does erica have on them
2: but also my thing is if all these ladies are in cahoots with each other i don't want to see it like and by the way they are deep in filming right now you guys we're going to get a new season by late spring which is really like it's it's too soon like i need a long break from these ladies and they are deep in filming in fact this weekend um uh kyle opened her pop-up shop in palm Desert. With her and uh, remember Shahida from the first the Denise season, they did the fashion show with Shahida. It was the first episode in Denise. It was like it was like the last time Denise filmed with the group. Everybody was so happy that day. That was the Shahida that she has like a you know the long flowing dresses or whatever. So they did a pop up shop in Palm Desert this weekend. All the ladies are there. There's footage. I think Queens of Bravo or Queens by Bravo posted of renna going look what I got a dress.
4: And by the way, I hated it.
2: I hate it. But by the way, also, Rinna, literally, maybe this is the time like fucking be with your daughters right now. Period. Don't film. Your daughter is like actually going through something really intense. And like, don't film right now. Don't don't put out press releases thinking the angels that are watching over Delilah. Be with her. Be the angel. Don't let your housekeeper be the angel. Be the angel yourself. Don't make it a plot line on your show. Just be the angel. You don't need to show up to everything. Your daughter, your daughter is way more important than anything else. And like the fact that she has been filming nonstop, she's going to make it out of like, I got to make money. But like your daughter is very troubled, like a very troubled young lady, you know?
4: Yeah. We need to talk about the fact that Amelia in that video said that she knew her parents wouldn't come. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I called my, I called my housekeeper crying.
4: Oh yeah. And like, I know my parents are probably listening to this and they know that if anything, God forbid, whatever I would ever, and I'm very lucky that I have parents that like, I know, like they would drive there. They live in the freaking Midwest. They would drive 16 hours if I needed them to. to New I've York.
2: called your parents and cried before.
4: Exactly. It's like, you could call my parents and they would come get you. It's like the fact that her parents, like, why is no one, why is Rena not that's looking what That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm
2: She's always there for her good friend Erica but her own daughter and that's when you know like things are a little askew guys that's why like we always enjoy these reality shows we laugh at them we we get upset about them but this is something actually seems very real remember Rinna is always there for her friend Anna, Erica but kind of not doesn't seem like she's there for her daughter Delilah and I always call her other Amelia or like not Amelia is what I call her but now I'm going to call her Delilah because I I I feel um you know, it's just
4: yeah, it's a- was like before Amelia dated Scott, Delilah was like the She was one. the one. Yeah. Yeah, and she also this was in the rumor mill that when they were setting up this PR relationship that Scott wanted Delilah, but she was dating someone. She had a boyfriend, so he got Amelia.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I I will be I mean, Scott Yeah, they're they're I mean, it, I I just kind of like think like Rinna has stars in her eyes and she like, she really gets off on people like, you know, champagne papi follows me. She gets off on that shit. So I would recommend any celebrity listening, don't follow Rinna. Like she can't handle it. She ignores her own family potentially. And... She's
4: a horrible person. Remember when she was like, I know I'm a good friend. Yeah.
2: And- well, no, no, no. I, I, Sophie, I did a recap. I had like a three minute laugh break on the podcast. Like it, I I was I was recording that part like four and like three in the morning, and I could not stop laughing because I was reading a transcript and I was like, "That is hysterical." Andy literally brought up three situations where you were the worst friend in the world, and she goes, "But I know you can't have a good friend." And then Erica Jane, the fucking criminal, goes. You are a good friend, Erica, you are. And I'm like, oh my God, am I fucking living in like a fucking cuckoo land? Like, and then,
6: well,
2: this is the thing. Like, this is why like, like, Andy did a decent job, but I will say Andy let that question slide. He brought up those three amazing moments of Rinna being a fucking shitty friend. And then it got turned into Erica Jane commenting on Lisa Vanderpump not showing up for the reunion. She's like, she didn't show up. I did. Because Lisa doesn't need the fucking money. Like, you do. But (laughs) it got taken off Rinna immediately.
4: Oh, my God. (laughs) That was so like why is lisa vanderpump being- i do not like lisa vanderpump but again it's like well
2: i don't well here's the deal i don't like i don't have i will say i don't care either way but i know i don't like lisa Rinna, and i will say vander vanderpump rules like they had a good episode this week but it's frustrating like vanderpump rules needs to figure out its shit like they need to figure out which way they're going and i feel feel like oh, i if- don't even
4: remember what happened on this past episode i want to talk about winter house
2: oh dude i like i said this on twitter i watched two episodes of winter house i couldn't i i was past the legal limits of drive i couldn't operate a car you will get so fucking drunk just watching one episode of winter house
4: i watched the most recent episode of winter house like three times because i loved it oh my god where kyle is crying it was amazing it was amazing (laughs) He was like, I just want her to know. I wonder if I didn't pay enough
2: attention. I thought you were so gone, And I love getting so drunk that you lose somebody in a house. You lose... In his drunk mind, she, like, got kidnapped. She, like, yeah, got... I gotta call the cops. And, and Lindsay, drunk crying. ass Lindsay was like, it's okay. It's okay. Drunk ass Lindsay was like, she's gone. You can make a new life. It's fine. You know. <laughs> you can start over.
4: You can no, start over. Like, I'm gonna go find her. And then she found her. And then when Amanda came in, she started crying. Oh
2: puppy. And I like, love oh, that. Why are you crying? See, but that's what I'm saying. That to me, I hate to say this, and you're gonna think I'm just everybody's gonna listen, think of, that to me is a real relationship.
4: No, like when- you know,
2: When you see your significant other crying, you start crying when you're drunk, yeah. you know what I'm saying?
4: No, like we have watched them have very like low lows on the show. But now that we've like seen them, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Kyle and Amanda are so, they shouldn't be perfect together, but they are. And like their relationship is very sweet.
2: And the only thing that I I, I got to say, the only thing that will tear me apart from that opinion is if I ever fucking- Catch Kyle cheating again, and I don't mean me personally catch Kyle, but if it ever comes on the show, like to me, then it's over. But it's like, but I will say, the guy gets fucking dumb drunk. The guy gets fucking dumb drunk, and that shit you got to watch because if you're dumb drunk, oh. that's like fucking Schwartz and Vanderpump Rules, where it's oh. like you got to watch when you get dumb drunk because then that's
4: an excuse to like hook up with people, you know? Oh, he gets blackout like. I don't know if I would be able to keep up with that. Like that's, he, he goes hard. Like he doesn't just casually drink. Like he gets so fucked up. Well, and can I like, tell you? Yeah, he's the life of the party and that's why he's great TV. But on watch what happens live. Andy like asked Amanda that he was like, I guess there was an audience question about it. Cause he's like pushing 40, whatever. She was like, Hey, we all get blackout. And I was like, eh, I don't know if everyone gets his blackout. Yeah. yeah but also we can all get
2: blackout until you start cheating on your significant other. You know what I'm saying? It's also still scary to get blackout regardless of who you're with, but like, you know, but at the like same time,
5: making I, like
4: stupid decisions. Yeah. But
2: it also makes the best fucking TV known to man. Like I will, like it is, I, I, you're right. Like I've watched it. I put it on to go to sleep now because it's like every scene makes me happy. Like yeah. it's every scene, like Craig going like, Hey guys, it's like every little stupid scene in that Andrea hitting on Paige and like all of this shit, like is so fun. The, I will say, I want to bring up Austin because uh, so Austin was on watch what happens live last week. I think we talked about it. Lindsay was in the audience. It was so embarrassing for Lindsay. And since then, Lindsay has unfollowed Austin, thank God and blocked uh, according to Austin. But we got this great piece of information this week that, um, Lindsay, it started this week's episode. Lindsay goes, you told me your goals for 2021 on the eve of like on, on New Year's Eve. And you said it was to date you to date me in 2021. Lindsay was saying this to Austin and he goes, and then in the talking, he goes, I was at a four day fish show and she knows where I was at. Turns out Lucy on the ground. uh, One of my favorite accounts.
4: Never happened this year.
2: No, no. He fucking was, he was on, he was doing online fish shows. He was doing online fish shows, probably doing mushrooms and acid in his apartment. And which, by the way, people like that, they do mushrooms. They all of a sudden, they think they're artists. And you can tell like him and Shep probably do mushrooms together and think they're like high key, like geniuses. But he fucking, like he wasn't even in Madison Square Garden. He was watching it on an internet stream. Probably if we could subpoena his phone, he probably texted 20 girls that night. He wants to date them in 2021.
4: Yeah, and probably was-
2: two dudes too. Probably two dudes as well. And
4: also, we need to talk about Sierra and Paige on Watch What Happens Live because they were big time mean girls. They were assholes.
2: Sierra said, "Oh, so what? I'm the better kisser. So what?" In regards yeah, to I'm Lindsay,
4: sorry, I'm a better kisser. And like, literally, no one in the audience laughed. Everyone was like, "That's uh, Hannah."
2: That's Hannah behavior to me. That's Hannah behavior.
4: Yeah. Also, speaking of Hannah, uh oh, Hannah. I only listened to literally the first thirty seconds of this because Call I. her daddy. I- any further it was the caller daddy with hannah and Paige, and alex cooper immediately was saying so she was doing like the in the solo intro and she was like so hannah and Paige were on the show summer house and hannah got kicked off the show because she was in a happy relationship and <laughs> she on the show was in a tumultuous relationship which her happy relationship like doesn't make good tv and blah blah, blah. like some bullshit like that and i was like i'm turning this off it's well, like
2: i liked it like off. i, I the, you know, the conventional wisdom is that Hannah, it, you know, didn't get kicked off is that she was just in the most amazing relationship of her life. And that's what it is. But by the way, then you would also have to kick off um, fucking Kyle and
4: Amanda. Um, yeah, no, that's obviously not the case. That's so, wait, not wait,
2: the- but wait, this actually brings up like, so by the way, it was really frustrating to hear Sierra say that. And I got to tell you, like, I am sure Lindsay in person is hard to deal with, but I am a very big Lindsay Stan. And oh, I just, oh but God. by the way, and I know she's probably a lot, but I really.
4: He's a genuinely good person.
2: I, I really got. I, and also I just don't like when people shit on other people that are like, it, it just, it just really came off as bad taste. And Sierra, I've really kind of liked her this season up until that. Watch what happens live. Cause I've actually got to know her. Cause she wasn't just so up Hannah's ass. She was actually able to be there, but if you're going to get fooled by Austin, like Austin is literally like a fucking like conqueror right now. He is just like, and he knows it. He knows he can fucking throw down within. He's like the Pete Davidson of reality shows, you know?
4: He's the Pete Davidson of Bravo.
2: He really is. Like he, he, he knows he can throw down and like to have Lindsay and that audience at watch what happens live and to say this shit he did on there. And then to have Sierra the next week, talk shit about Lindsay. That I just feel so like, cool. I feel like, but also, it almost it's like we're ignoring the fact that Lindsay is an extremely beautiful woman herself. It's like they make it seem like she's fucking like ugly dunce and it's like are you kidding me? She's not even like close to ugly, you know?
4: I just yeah, that was like so bad. It, I I didn't like that. I didn't like Sierra's appearance at all on Watch What Happens Live. I just can't figure her out. Like I really just can't but Where are you
2: on Page? Where are you on Page? Cuz Page is fucking funny, but at the same time I don't trust her.
4: I don't like And Page was like Team Erica and watch what happens live. Oh, like, I saw
2: that. I said, yeah, that was a-
4: Yeah, I'm like that. This is your chance. You have a pla- You have the ability right now to send a message about Erica Jane. And you're saying, unpopular opinion? I like Erica. I've always got- She's like a friend. And you're like, why did you do that? And I'm like, girl. As soon hey, as said unpopular opinion, I was like, fuck you. I just think that she's really stupid, honestly. I just don't think she's very smart. So whatever but Sierra are
2: you not curious though like do we get to see in Winterhouse like how the Andrea thing fails and how the Craig's thing starts Conover I
4: don't know but right now Craig has a girlfriend on Winterhouse and Winterhouse is like what like and he's
2: calling her every like three hours saying he misses her so how does that yeah it was filmed over like eight days or something so I don't know no it was filmed over like 17 days right so I'm saying like
4: I don't think they do that in winter house. I, I want to
2: know how it started. Like, I really do want to know like, when did it start getting flirty and like, actually let's break up with my girlfriend and hook up with you, you know?
4: Yeah. We need to see the breakup with his girlfriend. Okay.
2: Uh, as we, like I do, you brought up caller daddy. So I will bring up barstool sports, barstool sports. You guys is uh run by a gentleman named, what's his name?
4: He's not a gentleman, Dave Portnoy,
2: Dave Portnoy. And they had an interview. I believe it was on business inside, not an interview, an article I believe on business insider and it was kind of an expose interviewing um, these ladies that had been with him. And he seems to go for younger ladies, like 19, 20, maybe, maybe 21, 22 uh, and very aggressive sex to the point that, you know, uh, screaming felt very nineteen, and he would fly them out. um, And I, you know, but, and you, you know, I was just going off a tweet. You said, because, you were like, Hey, don't support this, this, this with barstool. I'm not that familiar with barstool. All I know about barstool is that Jax Taylor loves barstool sports. And that says a lot right there, but I know Dave Portnoy because he's just managed to pop up and I'd followed the call her daddy contract negotiations with Alexandra and the, the um, uh, what's the other girl's name that Sophia, Sophia. Um, but why is this guy a bad guy? Cause my thing, so my devil's advocate thing is Okay. He's not quote-unquote raping these girls. They're actually wanting him. Like, all these people think he's so cool. All these girls, all these sororities, all these people are welcoming Dave Portnoy. They think he's this amazing guy because he has this access and the celebrity. Where is this going wrong? Where? Why is this bad, Sophie?
4: Okay, so a lot of the stoolies that are in my DMs... That's DM, what they call them? This Yeah, stoolies oh. in my fucking DMs are like they're 19, they're legally consenting adults, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that is what devil's advocate will say. Yeah. Okay, fine. The reality is that Dave Portnoy is a 44-year-old man who is smart enough to know that 19-year-old girls do not have a lot of sexual experience. So when you have rough Freaky, like degrading sex that might be fine for like an adult fully like thirty year old woman with sexual experience. But nineteen year old girls getting choked, spit on, trigger warning, by the way, choked, spit on, Sorry. like, yeah, like degrading, like just nasty, like, and then never speaking to them again. These are nineteen year old girls. That is stuff that lands them in therapy for life. He but, he's hard enough to know that that will be traumatizing for a nineteen. But
2: Sophie, this guy paints himself as a fucking asshole. He's a fucking asshole. He's like, I'm gonna fucking conquer business. I'm gonna conquer you. I want to fuck. I'm gonna do it legally. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. So you're asking him to have a conscience and he doesn't. He actually says out loud, I don't have a conscience. So fuck you. So we're asking him to have a conscience when he admits he doesn't.
4: Okay. Some, th- if he wants to like, you know, be an asshole on Twitter and like talk shit to like business inside whatever it is, the yeah, business yeah, yeah. Insider CEO or exec, he's saying it's like a hit job, whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hit piece. And I'm scared of cancel culture all of a sudden. Yeah.
4: Sexual violence is where he is crossing. That's unacceptable. Like sexual violence is not okay, and we need to collectively. And that is sexual violence when you are sexually violent to a nineteen-year-old girl that does not have sexual experience for
2: the first time. The, for the first time, you know, yeah, you can agree on again. you can and agree on after, sexual situations.
4: Yeah, he goes after nineteen-year-old girls over and over and over again, and even in this article. That was behind a paywall, by the way, which I do not agree with, but I... Uh, by
2: the way, that was very frustrating, Sophie. Uh, it is behind a paywall. And I tried to get it so many times to the fact where I just signed up for Apple, like Apple One. So it like put all these things I'd already bought in one. So just so I could read the article, you know?
4: Um. Yeah. So the paywall thing was so annoying. And I think that, you know, stories like this are need to know because think of all the people that clicked on it and didn't read it because it was behind a paywall. Yeah. Now- know this information so yeah not a paywall not a fan of the paywall in this situation but in the story it says that these like 21 year old girls are like wait we're too old for him like you try to like one of their little sisters who is 19 and then he answered to her so he literally goes after teenagers it sounds like
2: yeah
4: oh uh, it's just but wrong where,
2: i mean where does this go from here because i i hate and we could bring up aaron Rodgers in this as well is that all of a sudden people can, that's like the new thing when you do something that's like morally reprehensible is you just claim cancel culture. Like if I do something wrong, the first thing, if I was a PR person of like, well, this is cancel culture coming to life. It's scary. All the pitchforks. And when it comes for you, it's going to come for you, everybody just get ready. Cause it's scary. So it takes away any kind of moral responsibility by claiming "quote unquote" cancel culture, and the thing is, with you guys, we've talked about this many times. Cancel culture doesn't really exist. Like Ramona Singer, when like cancel culture. People still cancel culture is just literally saying this person did this shit. It's fucking wrong. And most of the people don't actually ever get any kind of actual um, penance. For I mean, like they don't actually get things taken away um, because, but they complain about it nonstop because they've done something yeah. wrong.
4: Culture isn't real. And also Dave Portnoy-, Portnoy will always have his fans that will defend anything he does, which is so frustrating. So he like, in a way is not really cancelable. Like the average person is, unfortunately, I do think we as a society need to stop normalizing him. And I think we normalize him by normalizing things like caller daddy and all of the things that fall under barstool. No, we need to stop normalizing it. Like, done. We are done. Stop listening to Call Her Daddy. Stop listening to Spittin' Chicklets. By the way,
2: Sophie Sophie wrote on a tweet, like, don't listen to these podcasts. And she put Spitting Chicklets as one. And I literally thought Sophie was making up podcast names because I was like, there's a <laughs> podcast named Spittin' Chicklets? Like, what the fuck no, is Spitting not- Chicklets?
4: Yeah, I'm actually going on that one tomorrow. Are you really? No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, oh my god, it's, it's my a, favorite. You know what it is? It's a hockey podcast by two girls. No, it's like it's like hockey. Other like
2: chicklets, like chicks. No, well, chick- what's the
4: other one like that like I like? Chick Bart. Chicklets are what they call like when you're the, when the hockey. Yeah, I have little
2: baby teeth. Like. Yeah. Um, uh, what are the babes in the office or what is that one?
4: Chicks in the office, and then part in my take, I think is like football or just sports generally. So. Stop listening. And I'm sure there are other Barstool podcasts, but like stop listening to Barstool podcasts. They're but I making- wonder
2: what, the, I wonder what the girls on Barstool think about it because it's an opportunity for them, man. Like that's like, they, they actually are succeeding at something. So it's hard to, you know, like I would love to talk about, to, to talk to babes in the office they and see really what they think. Know,
4: they know what kind of culture he, they all probably know this shit. They're probably all aware. So they're enabling and co-signing. I don't, I don't feel bad for any of them if you know this kind of ruins their their podcasts And I don't care.
2: Like they've all well, been. But but by the way, Sophie, it won't. Like it's been proven when you do can- cancel culture, you actually get a little bit more popular. True, like it actually true. drives subscriptions and it drives because all of a sudden these people that are like kind of like assholes and be like, I believe you should be able to rape nineteen year olds. Like they actually support you harder because they think that freedom is being taken away from Dave Portnoy, which is a multimillionaire. They're like, God forbid a multimillionaire not get his 19-year-old pussy. Like, God forbid that this, like, that's what cracks me up is that, guys, at the end of the day, it's just like Kylie Jenner. You're just protecting millionaires. You're protecting somebody that will never fucking hang out with any of us in their lifetimes unless we're millionaires. That's who we're protecting. You're not protecting Joe Schmo, your neighbor down the street, who you know, like, had, you know, is a good guy at heart. You're protecting these millionaires. That's like, like inciting things by like claiming cancel culture when in reality it's just like you're just protecting another millionaire. And I, am sorry to be aggressive on this, but it just it's very frustrating because it's like. You don't know Dave Portnoy. You don't know, like, I I don't know. It's very frustrating. Um, But speaking of that, sports Aaron Rodgers this week. Oh, my God. He got COVID. And Aaron Rodgers, you guys, I know him just because he dates, where he's engaged to Shailene Woodley, who makes her own toothpaste and cheese. She's a very natural woman. And it turns out he lied about getting vaccinated. And this is another thing where now he's claiming cancel culture because he got COVID and it came out, he wasn't vaccinated yet. There's an interview where he said, yeah, I am immunized. And then he's blaming the reporter saying he didn't ask me a follow-up question. I, uh, you know, like I was immunized from uh chicken pox. You know what I'm saying? Like he's now blaming the reporter for yeah, not he- asking a follow-up question.
4: Yeah. He was so like lying and he was so freaking weird in that interview he did with Pat McAfee or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. He, so he, so he did that the next day, but like, that's what I'm saying is like, we live in this culture that it's like, I get it. Like I get, but like also your body, your choice. Why is it not right? Why is it not acceptable for a woman to have her choice over her own body, whether it be abortion, whether it be Britney Spears, why is it not okay for that? Or so many people fight to take the rights away from women for that. But we got to fight the right for fucking stupid Aaron Rodgers with the stringy hair. Looks like he's a fucking singer on Nickelback. We got to fight for this guy to have his fucking rights. I'm so sorry, but like, it really is. I don't get, I, I just sometimes don't get it. Like you can make a woman go through fucking torture with an abortion, not because they even want to. It's a fucking horrifying experience. But this guy, we're supposed to fight for another millionaire, a guy that lied that can't even just fucking say I lied. I fucking lied. I did it. He's saying the reporter didn't ask me a follow up question. So it's his fault. Like it's all technicalities with men. You know what I'm saying?
4: Oh, yeah. Of course. Also, I used to think Aaron Rodgers was so hot. And like now I'm now like,
2: you're a, well, you're a Burrow girl. You're a Joe Burrow girl.
4: Yeah. And also, duh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Burrow bitch. But but like Aaron Rodgers, like stringy hair and is like weird and so gross. Yeah, he's so gross now. Ew.
2: <laughs> well, and by the way, so then I looked into it and this is how my weird mind works is that I recalled, I was like, oh my God, I remember during the summer, he went on a double date vacation with Miles Teller, the actor and his girlfriend. Yes. And Miles Teller, by the way, if you look at Miles Teller, he's had so many incidences where he's gotten into fights at bars. He's like a real jackass, supposedly. Um, even though he was great in the movie whiplash, but, um, he, and they went on a double day and like, so you got Shailene who makes her own soap. She's like, like, she says she wakes up in the morning and screams just to start the body, you know, which has got to be fun for Aaron to sleep next to like, wake up and hear a scream. But like, I'm like, and Miles Teller, you guys, he took over for army hammer in this, this, uh, TV series called the offer that you're going to see next year. He took over for Army Hammer after Army Hammer did his thing. And Miles Teller did not get vaccinated, shut down the whole production, lost millions of dollars for this TV show, The Offer. And I'm like, these fucking, this this double date vacation, you know, it's like these people sitting there going, I'm not going to get vaccinated either. Like, they're all making fun of us. They all, all these millionaires think they know what's right for their bodies. It's like, you guys, like you fucking have, you carry a cell phone on your hip. Like that's fucking cancer right there. Like really, like those are tracking devices right there. Like, I'm just frustrated. It's just frustrating. Like I want to respect people, but it just, and I know this is, I'm going to get hate mail for this, but it's just frustrating, you know?
4: Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wait, sorry. I have to go, Ryan. I'm sorry. Oh,
2: are you hooking up? Oh, okay. Anyways, we did an hour. uh, So Real Houses of Potomac is tonight. Salt Lake City. We'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about Jen Shah's arrest and Potomac reunion part one next week. You guys, Sophie, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm in a car, so I cannot wait to drive home three hours and I will talk to you this week.
0: Betches.